Welcome to The Data Room, where we share best practices and actionable tips on being a data-driven company, or as we call it, data first. If you're a B2B revenue leader looking to scale your growth stage business, come and join experienced CEO and tech founder Scott Stauffer in The Data Room. Welcome to The Data Room. It's another episode here with Heather Kitos and Scott Stauffer, uh, co-founder and CEO of Scale Matters. Uh, today, let's talk about scaling. So obviously, that's a popular topic for many seed and growth stage companies. Um, many of our listeners listening to this podcast right now, you've probably experienced either firsthand or have heard about the inevitable growth problems that a company will have as they scale. So for example, you'll probably need to fill in specific people gaps, but you might also have to think about redoing your operational processes, reevaluating your tech stack. Um, but what many companies don't spend time thinking about when scaling is their data model. So I'd love to spend a few minutes today, Scott, about talking about any situations or examples when a company has a data infrastructure that's not scalable. And what does that look like? Yeah, for sure. Well, so during the very early stages of a company, uh, it's usually the founder or some of the founders that are typically involved in every discussion with prospective customers. And though uh, they may not formally perform any kind of statistical analysis of data based on those conversations, their intuition is pretty well informed because they've participated in all of the calls with prospective customers. The absolute numbers are very small, uh, so they can quickly glance at the CRM, assuming they're even using one, and kind of immediately tell if the status of any given opportunity seems appropriate and it seems up to date or if something doesn't look right. As the company grows, however, they start to add salespeople, and those salespeople engage in a lot more prospect conversations. So at that point, it's not really practical for the founders or the senior leaders uh, to really be involved on every call. So they get more and more removed from the prospects and the reliability of their intuition then starts to diminish uh, because you know, you're, not, uh, you're not getting it backed up or reinforced with, with uh, participation in these phone calls. So to compensate for that, the, need, the leaders need to start to rely on data, uh, which is what they use to inform their decision-making. In our experience, um, I'd say the first pressure point when companies begin to scale is that the senior leaders begin to lose that intimate understanding of their prospects compared to when they were participating directly in the sales calls. So that, you know, as they lose that intimate understanding, it makes it tougher to uh, figure out how to position or, um, you know, how, what the product roadmap should look like, et cetera, sure. things like that. Uh, so this is really the first place we see companies' data infrastructure breaking down, mostly because they actually don't have any data infrastructure for this. Uh, so they don't really have an automated approach uh, to surfacing data uh, from these conversations that informs about the prospects or about the competition for that matter. So they start leaning on the sales team uh, to, to effectively take much better notes, enter those notes into the CRM, et cetera. But of course, it's really hard uh, to be completely present and engaged in a sales call if you're also furiously trying to write everything down that was said. So it just doesn't happen. So the information we get from the sales calls is spotty at best, 
And as a result, it becomes more and more difficult to really optimize um, your targeting around your ICP, optimize your messaging, or, or, or even your competitive positioning. So that's, that's kind of the first place um, that we see uh, get stressed uh, as companies begin to scale as they just become a little bit more removed from the, the customers or the prospects, and so they aren't able to really kind of dial in some of that product market message fit stuff. Um, I'd say the second place the data infrastructure fails when scaling is the integrity of the CRM data itself. So much of the CRM data uh, is manifested in the way salespeople interact with the CRM. And when companies uh, are initially growing the sales staff at a fairly good rate, they often haven't taken the time to formalize training of these folks during the onboarding process or to configure the CRM in a way uh, that enforces consistent behavior. And as a result, uh, you see kind of the salespeople all use the CRM in a slightly different way, and, and this ends up impacting the data hygiene. It, it's very weak. The data tends to be very inconsistent uh, because of this fact. And then I'd say the third thing uh, that stands out from our experiences as companies um, begin to uh, scale and what starts to break down uh, is the ability to efficiently analyze data uh, to expo expose, let's say, high-impact actionable insights for the senior leadership team. So this really happens for two reasons. One, um, companies begin to overly customize their CRM uh, to the point that kind of no single person understands all of the data points that are in it, uh, and then it makes it very difficult to even know uh, what one is supposed to be analyzing. But secondly, uh, because of the need to have very granular data uh, to help drive optimization, the sheer volume of the data becomes unmanageable using the traditional analysis tools such as, let's say, Salesforce reports or um, uh, Excel. But beyond the issues of analytical efficiency, most companies, at least until they get to maybe, say, uh, 50 million in annual revenue, they don't actually have anybody on the go-to-market team who's really dedicated to taking the time to fully analyze the data uh, or that even has necessarily the competence to do so. Uh, and as a result, you end up with a bunch of data stuck in the tech stack, which may or may not be potentially valuable, but in any case, it never really sees the light of day to become actionable. So uh, long-winded answer, but I'd say first place breaks down is um, – uh, understanding of the customers. Second place is the hygiene of the uh, CRM data. And the third thing that uh, becomes stressed is, is just the ability to analyze the data. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, you made a really good point about as your company grows, if you're a leader, you're more removed from the kind of day-to-day in the weeds kind of conversations that help inform all of the decisions you're making. You make a great point about as those conversations continue to happen and um, continue to happen without you, if you're kind of a revenue leader, you don't you don't get the insights that you want because they're happening so frequently. And that's a good thing, right? Because you're growing. But at the same time, having some sort of data infrastructure to measure that and, and not be so overly customized um, is, is just a great point because I think a lot of companies get into the CRM, see that they can do so many different things and customize so many different ways that you don't think about the scalability of that uh, when you're when you're growing. Um, so if you are kind of in that 
space of wanting to grow and scale and, and create a, a data infrastructure that is scalable, um, how do you catch these issues early? I think you mentioned first off, creating a data infrastructure or thinking about it is a great first step. Um, are there any other things that companies should be aware of uh, so that they don't run into these uh, data integrity issues or data scaling issues so it snowballs into a bigger problem? Yeah, I would say, so, so if you think about the first point of um, becoming more and more removed from an understanding of the prospects, uh, I, I think there is a way to deal with that. And, and best practices to deal with that would include implementing um, one of these uh, conversation analysis or conversation intelligence tools like Gong or Chorus, and then configuring those tools with these very granular trackers so that all of the information you would want to glean from the calls or all of the stuff you would want to understand about the, what the prospects are saying uh, is, is automatically generated, which allows you to actually, as you scale, you know, keep your finger on the pulse of what the market's saying. So that, that's step one, as I'd say, uh, very important to, to kind of automate the ability to capture that information from um, uh, sales conversations. Uh, in terms of the data integrity breakdowns that come with growing sales teams, um, I would say, first of all, it's important uh, to invest in RevOps talent uh, at the earliest possible moment uh, so you can ensure that um, uh, the tech stack is configured with data integrity in mind. Uh, too many companies go way too long with someone on the sales or marketing team essentially acting as the tech stack administrator. And unfortunately, they're not typically experts at this stuff, uh, and they don't really have the experience to do this right the first time. Uh, and as a result, you know, the data often gets sort of, um, you know, messed up uh, b before somebody comes in that actually has a, a good understanding of how to make those tools um, uh, work in a way that sort of aids in the integrity of the data. Um, and I'd say, you know, I think thematically growing companies tend to ramp the size of their sales team uh, prior to establishing the appropriate infrastructure to make scaling easier. So I'd say our view is best practices says get your data infrastructure right early uh, because that will help make all of your salespeople more effective and it's going to drive the highest return on your sales and marketing investment. And I think I think too many companies wait until it's obvious uh, that they have to, you know, invest in their data infrastructure. And by that point, it's obvious because they're, they're incurring substantial pain, right? And, and so uh, the, 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 the smarter companies are, are understanding this and making those investments up front, which just drives a whole lot more efficiency downstream. It makes sense, right? If you're building a house, you want to set a good foundation before you start building everything else up. I, I totally agree with you that a lot of companies think the best answer or the best strategy to scale is just hire a bunch more salespeople, which if you don't have the right processes and the right tech stack and the right model in place, you're going to, yeah, you're probably going to end up incurring a lot of more pain earlier than you thought as you scale too. So that's, that's a good point. Um, I definitely appreciate this perspective and 
if you are looking for some guidance into building a scalable data model so you don't run into these problems, uh, we're here to help. And I, I think the first step I'd recommend is going to scalematters.com slash assessment. Uh, we're offering a complimentary data integrity assessment for listeners of this podcast. So check out scalematters.com slash assessment. Uh, we have a lot of experience <laughs> in helping companies avoid these problems. So I think uh, it's a great place to start. On uh, behalf of Scott and on behalf of myself, thanks for joining us on another episode of The Data Room. 